hello. Welcome back to another episode of Off Screen on Film. As always, I'm Israel, joined by Alone. And today we will be talking about um, two movies, as well as kind of a more general topic. Um, the way this episode kind of formulated is a little bit more random than usual. It was... It's almost like me and Alone start now have like a psych a psychic connection where we happen to watch the same movies at the same time and then text each other about it after being like, oh, I just saw this movie. On today, right now we're recording. It's Thursday. On Tuesday night, I texted him at like 11 o'clock being like, oh, I just watched Maestro. And Alone's like, yeah, me too. Should we do an episode on that? And I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, sounds good to me. And then the next night, which was last night, Wednesday, the 27th, I texted him, oh, I'm about to see Ferrari. And he's like, wait, I just saw it today also. And it kind of fit into what, like the theme we were kind of creating for this episode about biopics and and historical dramas. And especially this year, how it feels like they've played a big role in kind of some of the big movies. Um, So it's just funny how that worked out. I know we mentioned we'd maybe do like Men in Black. We'll we'll do that a different week. That that would work any week. But we figured we'd, we'd cover some new releases and kind of talk about something that I feel like was felt very present over the year and even the past couple of years in movies that there's lots of biopics and historical dramas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were planning on doing men in black, but this just kind of, ha- this, this just fell into our laps. Right. And, and it, yeah. and it fits better, I think based on yeah. what you just said, right? Like it just, like it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good way to to finish off the year with this discussion. I think definitely. Um, I do have one question for you, just in general, before mm-hmm. we start. So I texted you. You're on the east. You're on the west coast. I'm on the east coast. I texted you yeah. like six p.m. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to see Ferrari, and you said I had already seen it today. What time did you watch Ferrari yesterday? I saw it at eleven thirty in the That's morning. Awesome. That's awesome. It was very like it was very. I mean, it's a very light week. Um, like I'm not, I'm not so busy this week, and so I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I didn't have so I didn't have anything to do for a couple hours. I was like, yeah, I'll go see it. Wasn't Next. planned at all. Didn't go to sleep thinking I was going to do it. Didn't wake up thinking I was going to do it. It just happened. That's that's so. the best. That's the best kind of, of situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Nothing like a. I mean, I'm on vacation right now. I'm in Miami, and yeah. like that's basically what I've been doing, just watching movies and yeah. enjoying some of the Miami stuff. But right now it's, it's raining and I, I couldn't think of anything better to do than podcast while in Miami. Like that's, that's perfect. Yeah. And it was so, pretty crowded by the way, like for, for, uh, for an 1130, I guess it's, you know, it's because of the time of year, right. Yeah. That, between Christmas and new year. So it was, it was, it was crowded. The theater was pretty crowded for 1130. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's also a new release. I mean, I yep. think, I think it is like a, a mass appeal movie, but first we'll we'll talk about Maestro, then we'll work our way to Ferrari, and yeah. then our, our general topic. So, um, we're gonna do a quick spoiler-free review on Maestro. Uh, Maestro is directed and starring Bradley Cooper, um, Carrie Mulligan, um, are, is the the main um, female lead. It was produced slash executive produced by Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese. Um, it's a direct Netflix release. It had a small like theatrical release and like Netflix's like owned theaters, like the Paris theater in New York, for example, is owned by Netflix. They'll show movies like this. And you know, it's, it's on, it's on Netflix. Now it's the second movie directed by Bradley Cooper after a star is born. There are similarities between these movies and it's a, historical biopic romance drama sort of about Leonard Bernstein. I had no clue that's how you pronounce his name. I always thought it was Leonard Bernstein, I guess, but Leonard I don't know that. Is it were they calling him Bernstein? They were calling him Bernstein the entire movie. So 
Leonard I remember Bernstein, hearing it. I, I remember hearing it once, but then the rest of the time I thought it was. Eh, I don't know. Anyways, Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> this is yeah. like the the Bernstein Bernstein Bears. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like the Mandela effect. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but uh, Leonard Bernstein, who, I mean, he's famous. He's a name I heard, but I wouldn't claim yeah. to have any sort of connection to him. And that's part of the discussion. So let's just kind of get into the spoiler for your mm-hmm. review. Um, alone. What do you think of this movie? I thought it, overall, I thought it was good. Um, it was I I watched it in two in two parts, which I I know I always have a tendency to do that. Um, but it, basically, I was flying last week, so I watched like the first forty minutes on that mm-hmm. on that flight, and the beginning was kind of slow for me, and I wasn't so into it. Um, and I kind of thought I wasn't even going to continue it, and then on the way back uh i on, on the second you know the flight back that i took a few days later i was like all right i was you know, I was bored obviously and i just i put it on i downloaded it on netflix like uh, you know for offline viewing whatever and i you know it kind of hooked me in after that like once i had sort of restarted it about 30 40 minutes in um I thought it. I thought it was actually pretty good. So I, I guess like a high level. I, I would describe it. As, it it's good. It's good, right? Mm-hmm. And and the, and it's a low barrier to watch because it's on Netflix already. Um, you know, I guess my my sort of one of my overall not a criticism, but something I th- I, I wish it could have gotten a wider theatrical release because I actually think it would yeah. have really benefited yeah. from from being viewed in theaters. I because agree. I think, yeah. The way it's structured, right? Because you can sort of turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. Because you have the comfort of watching it on Netflix, it, it it takes away from the experience. And there are some scenes in there that I think would have benefited from from being viewed in the theater. But overall, I think it's actually a pretty good a pretty good movie that I was that I was um, disappointed in when I had first started it and kind of turned it off after forty minutes. But then once I started it again, I I, I came around to it some more. What about you? So are, are you, so you're giving it a thumbs up? Thumb that. Um, I'm giving it a soft thumbs up. Yeah, soft thumbs up. I, yeah, I've been thinking. By up. the way, I feel like our thumbs up, thumbs down doesn't like I mean, capture anything really. But I still wanted to do it. You want me to go stars? I can no, do no, no, no. Stop. <laughs> Especially for the next movie we're going to talk about, Ferrari. I feel like yeah. the thumbs up, thumbs down doesn't really capture my thoughts on it. But we'll discuss that more when we get there. This it, movie. Yeah. No, no, no. So, I was going to say it's not, it's it's not thumbs down. And I think it's better than thumbs to the side. So I'm giving it a soft, I'm giving it a thumbs okay. up. So I actually, um, I agree with you about seeing it on the big screen. I think that this movie, more than anything you want to say about it, I think is a very visually and like stylistically interesting movie. And it has a lot going for in that department. Like it is, it switches from like black and white to kind of like this technicolor mm-hmm. in middle as like time passes. And like, it's like, very visually interesting there's a lot of cool shots i mean like the first shot of the movie is a really cool like tracking shot through the rooms yeah not the first shot like the like the first real scene yeah and like things like that would have been very cool to see on a big screen i i like this movie actually um quite a bit um i think my opinion kind of grew on it a little bit since i i finished it um like very little like in terms of how much it grew like you know i i wrote my review last i actually wrote a pretty lengthy review by my standards sometimes i'll write longer shorter um i gave this movie like an 87 i actually like this movie like like i like this movie and and the score again is usually a combination of like enjoyment quality etc um i think it's very well made 
Um, I, I like how it's not really a movie about Leonard Bernstein. It's really a movie about a relationship. Um, and I, I, I give it a thumbs yeah. up, but I understand this movie will not be for everyone. I actually think I was aided yeah. by, first of all, I don't know anything about Leonard Bernstein. So, mm-hmm. like, I was but learning things. But also, yeah. I, I didn't watch any of the trailers. So I didn't know really what this movie was going to be about. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised how it was really more about a relationship than a standard um, biopic. So I, I definitely like this movie. I, I it's 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 a movie about character, you know. Like, and I and clearly yeah. as we've discussed, I'm I am more interested in character pieces, I guess, than like pure story driven movies. And like, this is much more of a character driven movie. Um, oh yeah, Bradley Cooper. I, I think he's a very impressive director. Is really was my, my biggest takeaway at the end. I, I think this, good. Like this movie had, we've discussed the idea of style in movies before, and yeah. like Sidney Lumet will like make a joke about how like directors shouldn't have their own style it should be like fit the movies you know that they're doing and you know if they're doing similar type of movies then they'll have similar style you know this movie is different in a lot of ways than uh, a star is born and it's stylistically different in the way it looks and all that but it it, like it shows that he has kind of impressive range um so i give this movie a thumbs up but i understand like you know this is not going to be a mass appeal movie necessarily. My friend, he he's, I told him like, Hey, why don't you watch Maestro? We're going to do an episode on it. Like uh, I mm. like the movie. And he's like, no, nah, I'm probably not. I'm probably going to skip it. And he's like a pretty, like he's a movie guy. He yeah. watches movies. And I was like, really? And he's like, I think you're in too deep. If you're surprised that I'm skipping like the biopic about like a composer. And I'm just like, yeah, maybe, but this is Bradley Cooper. He's a big direct, big actor. It's on Netflix. I think it's a good movie. Like, so I, I understand that people won't watch this, but I, I actually urge them to. Um, it's it's not so long. I mean, it, it's it's not a it's a slower paced movie, but it's, it didn't feel slow to me. And I, I think what's it's, the runtime? Like two runtime? Hour, it, it's like two hours twelve minutes, but I think there's like ten minutes yeah, of, like, of I think there's like ten minutes of credits. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean, it, didn't, it actually it didn't feel that long. I never thought of oh, this is really dragging on. No. Um. But uh, what was I going to say? You you made a comment there. Um, I I think what like I think part of the reason I didn't like the first let's say act of it mm-hmm. is that I probably went in I, I did I do know uh, quite a bit about him mm-hmm. about Leonard Bernstein. I guess I don't know how to pronounce his name. So <laughs> Leonard Bernstein Bernstein. It sounds weird to say Bernstein. <laughs> it does. It feels like non-Jewish people saying the name Bernstein. Do you know what I'm also, saying? Like, I really I really thought it was Bernstein, but whatever. Uh, maybe um, I'm wrong. Maybe they're wrong. But the whole movie they were calling him Leonard Bernstein, and I was like, oh, okay. All right, so let's call him Lenny. Let's so call him I Lenny. did know <laughs> I did know a bit about him. And I watched the trailer, and I did. I made the fatal mistake of um, of reading too much about it, too much non spoiler. I mean, I wasn't really worried about spoilers because I, I, I don't think with a biopic, it's it's not really a, applicable necessarily in the same way as it is in you know, for sure. Uh, let's call it let's call it a fiction movie, right? Right. Um, but uh, and a lot of people were sort of criticizing it as you know, oh, it's just forced Oscar bait, which I which I really don't like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a, I have a, you know, I have a sense for that, and and that's that kind of stuff bothers me. And the way sort of Bradley Cooper is coming out and saying, "Oh, I trained for six years, like as a conductor to make like stuff like that." It's like, okay, I, did you make this movie because you like because you wanted to make this movie, or because you're trying to like push yourself over the finish line of an Oscar? And so all this stuff was kind of filling my head. I'm like, and as soon as I start, I, I went in with a negative attitude, right. to be honest, right? But I'm happy I reengaged with it. And yeah, 
It's so I like how you mentioned that quote. I read a similar quote, but I think it was taken a little bit out of context. I think he was saying he was training as a conductor before he was even involved in this movie. Either way, just to come out and say it is like, all right, okay. Sure, I think I I think he just has an interest in classical music. (laughs) It was his point, but I agree. And um, I guess we're gonna move. Like you said, there's not really spoilers for this movie, but I do think it's better to enjoy this movie like without looking spoilers. So, like, if you want to not listen to the rest of this conversation because you haven't seen the movie yet, you could jump to the Ferrari part, or you could jump to the later discussions that'll be in the timestamps below. So if you don't want to hear like specifics of the movie and you want to like experience it yourself for the first time, which I recommend stop now, skip ahead, do what you want. Okay. So we were talking about, um, I want to talk about this movie as a biopic because one of my complaints, I guess in a certain Mm -hmm. way is that I don't think this movie needed to be a biopic at all. I think you could have just made this movie with a Leonard Bernstein. I Googled it, by the way, it's Bernstein with Leonard Bernstein like character. You could have just made a movie about a conductor who um, is married, but also has, but also, you know, is sexually attracted to men and he's very talented. You could have done the exact same story with a guy named like Ron Goldberg, you know, like, and it would have been just as interesting and maybe give you more this isn't like a, a thing that a story that's so crazy it has to be true to believe it you know there, there are movies like that where like no, like but it's it's not like that and i i think that i wonder like why it's like why we need to make this movie a biopic why does it need to be based off a real person well because i think there is a there is a general there is an interest in his life and in who he is right i mean he's kind of considered like the first great non-european um the first great like American conductor composer, mm-hmm. you know. I mean him, Aaron Copeland, you know those the people of that ilk. But um, so there is definitely an interest in his life. Um, I understand it's a good point that you're making, but I I would push back. Really a, the, the movie's not really about his life. That's why I'm like meaning they it's did not, something. That's they did them. They they made it interesting by making it a movie about a relationship. I think that's actually the yeah. strongest part of the movie because it's not about like wow, look at this great person or this troubled but great person. It's just like, mm-hmm. here's a relationship involving these two people and like all the other stuff is kind of like icing on the cake. Well, maybe we're getting too hung up on the word biopic. Like maybe we're just like, you know, well, like that's sort of an not arbitrary, but it's, you know, it begs the question of what, okay, what is a biopic? How can so, it be approached? Right. right. Like, and, and I would, I would, uh, you know, because is it because it's based on a true story? Does that make it a biopic? No, right? I, I don't think right? so necessarily. And uh, like, I we'll kind get of agree. more. We'll yeah. get more because I, I I saw this quote from Bradley Cooper, and he yeah. said, um, "I want to read it. Let me yeah. find it. Um, I want to read the whole quote, even though only part of yeah. it is like the important part. This was a such trick. This was such a tricky movie to structure and figure out what I was going to do. I knew that I didn't want to make a biopic, but I also knew that if I put his music in the movie." Then that would do everything that a biopic would do, anyways. Yeah. If you want to learn about Scorsese, just watch all his films rather than watch his interviews. So early on, I wanted a classic pillar for the classical music. He loved Gustav Mahler, yada yada yada. The point being yeah. that he said he didn't really want to make a biopic, and I think he kind of succeeded in that. It isn't yeah, just a standard biopic. I, it but, is but, about but, this yeah. guy's life, though. Like it is about him. And I'm at first, I tried to. I'll explain why I asked this now. When I was watching the movie, I, I had that thought. And then afterwards, I was like, you know what? Bradley Cooper kind of parallels 
Leonard Bernstein in a way, right? Leonard Bernstein's struggle in the movie, which I don't think they show enough of, but they talk about quite a few times, is his struggle of of being a performer versus being a creative. And yes. him, it's being a conductor versus being a composer. Yeah. That was like a conflict for him, which caused yeah. him great angst at times. They don't really show it so much, but they explain it. Yeah. And that's something that I, I find interesting. Um, yeah. I wish they showed it a little bit more somehow, but I anyways... Agree. Bradley Cooper has that same exact conflict, so to speak. You know, for years he's an actor, but clearly he's a very talented director as well. And, I, and he only started directing recently, but clearly he has some of that in him. So I was like, you know what? Maybe he likes classical music and he was drawn to Leonard Bernstein because Leonard Bernstein has discussed this thing that he yeah that he was interested. In. Now that was disproven because I did some basic research and like uh, yeah. I don't- even though he has a, a screenwriting credit on it, this movie was like already planned and like was going to be directed first by Scorsese and then by Spielberg. And then Spielberg, after he hired him to be the main actor, saw A Star is Born and decided that he should direct um, Maestro as well. I, I think Bradley Cooper would probably say, and he's like a very trained actor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from what I remember about reading about him. He's famously um, on Inside the Actor's Studio asking a question to Sean right. Penn. Was it Sean Penn? I thought it was Robert De Niro. Was it Sean Penn? Maybe it was Sean Penn. I think it was Sean Penn, but now I'm not sure. Yeah. While you're while you're talking, I'll yeah. But I think he would probably consider himself an actor first. Maybe, maybe not now because he's directed two movies. But I doubt he has he that did. crisis of right. Like well, he's, I don't know he's a good been... actor and and he's been in a lot of good movies. Um, so you know, I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, I mean, I don't Leonard... think the I don't think the yeah, it was Sean Penn. Um, I don't think okay. the con the conflict isn't necessarily about self definition. It's about how those are two opposing things at certain times. Now, Bradley Cooper kind of he stars in both the movies that he directs, so it's not right, as big yeah. of a thing. Yeah. But like, he's not giving I, anything up. <laughs> I wonder if there were times in his life prior to him directing where he was like, "I really feel like I should be directing," and maybe he thought, "Oh, I can't do both," or maybe he thought like those are kind of not you know. So not every actor is able to become directors. It is fairly common. There are a handful of actors yeah. who have directed. Um, and Ben Affleck is kind of the modern. Granted, I would say he's not as good of an actor as Bradley Cooper is. No, I don't even he's know if he's as the, good of. I, I, honestly, this yeah. might be a, a spicy take. I don't know if he's as good of a director. It's, it's not a spicy take. I mean, I think I think uh, I think Ben Affleck makes more accessible movies, right? Makes yeah. more digestible movies. This like, may make sound me. This may make <sighs> me sound very pretentious. That's fine. Like. Ben Affleck sort of has this like every man chic in his movies where they're so like they're approachable but bland and kind of like they're like well, this is a they're that, like the best dad movies. Well, that's kind of when we were talking about air. Yeah. Yeah. That was his like um you know, like the, the music is very heavy handed and very yes. it's too like literal for the time it takes place in and some dad jokes in there. And like, yeah, I mean it's but he there's no question he makes entertaining movies. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I just don't think he's made... And now, that that's not necessarily a bad thing, because it's like... Another thing I think it's interesting in this movie, where he Bradley Cooper makes this quote, where he's like, I want I should be making... I have a responsibility to be making serious music. Leonard Bernstein says that. Bradley Cooper says it, whatever. Um, and then his wife's like, who says one music's more serious than the other? And that's kind of something we've joked about, how like yeah. all movies are art, kind of. And like... Yeah. So I'm, I'm like... I'm not judging in a negative way that that Ben Affleck makes more like kind of like popcorn everyman movies like there's nothing wrong with that um it's just when i watch them i'm kind of like you know air like is kind of like 
hey, well, here's a movie. Like, it's like a computer-generated, like, era-appropriate yeah. movie a little bit, you know? I would say he's become more like that, right? Because didn't he direct Gone Baby Gone? Um, He did. And right, and then the town is not really like no, that the, either, right? No, the town, so, the town's not as like whitewashed in that way. The town's it's not. He he's got a couple of serious, you know, serious. I'm doing air quotes. Serious credits on there as a director. I mean, right? Argo's also yeah. a good movie, but Argo has a similar thing to like of, Air, where yeah. it's like it's a more serious topic than Air, or than uh, I don't know what else has he directed. Uh, did he direct direct the way back? Did he just direct that movie or star in it? Was you know that, that movie one? with where he's like the alcoholic basketball guy? Isn't that the good bar, the tender? The no, good that's ten- tender bar. Tender, I'm talking about. Tender bar. I'm, yeah, you know what? I'm start, I'm actually starting to to rethink what I was just saying because he wrote Good Will Hunting, which is a serious movie. Serious again. I'm doing quotes. <laughs> uh, he directed Gone Baby Gone. He directed Argo, and he wrote Argo. I think also. Um, I wouldn't be surprised not. if he had a, a writing. I need credit, to check but... that. Um, not Argo. I mean, uh, the town, um, which is stolen essentially from the movie "Set It Off," but that's it's also kind of similar to Heat, but whatever. Not to get <laughs> on a Heat. Uh, no, he didn't. Oh, uh, yeah, he. It's based he on wrote, a book. Okay, he wrote. Yeah. He he was part of the writing of of, of yeah. Argo. He directed it. He he was one of the writers, and it's based on a book. So, okay, um, I'm talking about the town now. Okay, um, I was saying the town is similar to Heat. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how we got on this tangent here, but um, we were. How did we get on this tangent? Because <laughs> I, I was talking about like him being a like being a writer, uh, actor, and a director, and you were saying how like Brad, um, how Ben Affleck's kind oh, of like ben the Affleck modern is, day like yeah. like poster boy for that a little bit. Yeah, um, I think that's a good call. He directs yeah. a fair number of movies. He stars in, and and they're, and they're all they're all. His movies are very like he's a successful. He's a good draw, Ben Affleck. Like he's a I good mean, directing th- draw. I think in office. some ways he's like, better at directing than acting. I think some. I think he's better in movies. I agree. He directs also. I, I don't mean that as an insult to his acting. I just and he's mean not that a great a, actor a, at times. He's had a lot of bad performances. No, but it's but it's it's become also like a cliche thing of like oh he's such a bad actor when it's like okay, is he like I don't know maybe he's not the best but uh-huh. like I think he's pretty good in the town and Argo maybe he slips a little bit. He's not, um, no, he's a good actor. I, I, he's good. good in, he's good I in Gone Girl. I think he's good in movies. I think he's good in movies that are good movies. You know what I'm saying? There's a yeah, lot of times, yeah. like the material it's, he's it's given, true. like yeah, like if he's bad re- in Geely or whatever. Like obviously he's bad yeah. in Geely. Okay, like, but that's like know. I'm just giving an example. I've never even seen that movie. Yeah. I, just know, I just am assuming he's bad in that. He's bad in Reindeer Games, or whatever that movie's called. Like yeah, yeah. Like of course he's bad in that. Like it's a bad movie. But back to Maestro for a minute, I guess. So Bradley Cooper, I I think. I find his directing very impressive in this movie. His acting, I mean, like, his acting in this movie seemed all right to me. Like, it wasn't anything, like, crazy. Oh, I thought I found it was great. It, I, found it that... hard, I found it hard to hear, like, the dialogue at certain points. I, I, am, did you have that problem? Yeah. Well, it's kind of, is it because of the way he talks? Which, by the way, I went and I watched some interviews after yeah. to see if he was really nailing the voice. I actually think he did a really good job. Like, I, I thought his acting was very good. Like, someone wrote, I think it was on Reddit. I, I know I always bring in Reddit stuff here, but I think <laughs> someone wrote on Reddit that the, this movie is not about Leonard Bernstein. It's about Bradley Cooper playing Leonard Bernstein. Which, I don't really know what that means, but, like, I kind of understand what they're saying, and, right? Like, when I say, like, he did all right, I don't mean he did bad. It's just, like... I wasn't like watching this movie and being like, "This is the best acting ever," but I'm like, he did a good job. Carrie Mulligan, I think, 
in some ways might have had a more impressive acting performance. Everybody's saying that. Like, okay, she was good. Everybody's like, she was she was the performance of the year. Like, it was all her. It was all her. I'm like, I'm not so sure about that. I think I, I think found, I found myself more drawn to when he was really when he was really the focal point of a scene. And he wasn't the focal point of any scene, right? She has almost just as much airtime as he does, yeah. right? Um he, there was a magnetic quality to him, right? Oh, um, for no, that that's for sure. Him as a character and him as a person, like especially he's meant in to the be older like, years, by the way. Yes, right. I found that maybe it's because he looks too much like Bradley Cooper looks now, you know, in sort of his twenties. Th- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but when he got older, I, it looked. De- when he, he got like, older, I was like, okay, this is more. this is an this is a good performance. I like this. Like that being said, talking about Oscar bait a little bit, like that's kind of the criticism on these roles where like they're big and showy and like you're kind of really yeah. transforming yourself. It's like, is that better also, acting? Like, is that also a, a, well? So it's 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 a good question, and I'm I, I'm not really sure, right? Because it almost makes it easier to act when you're doing a exactly biopic, when you're playing a historical figure because you have a template to work off of. You're the tracing, difference is though, right? if you don't do it well, then you get hit hard. So I'll use if like Elvis well, as an example. If you're not doing right. Elvis well, yeah. like everyone's like, "Where's your Elvis voice?" Right? Like, you know, right. why aren't your hips shaking? You know, yeah. like I think that's true, and you can't. You know, you're right. So I maybe it is harder, right? Because you really have to capture the essence, the voice, the mannerisms. Unless you're just not going for that, which I think is a very fair approach. I don't think people like to do that usually because when you're doing a biopic, part of the exact. draw is, yeah, like part of like the draw of a biopic is like playing the person. But like, like I said, in a movie yeah. like this, even if he didn't act like Leonard Bernstein, because first of all, most people have no clue what Leonard Bernstein was like, honestly, talking right. or how he yeah. sounded, even if they know his music, even if they're like, I love West Side Story, like right, they yeah. have no clue what he was like, probably. No, um, which yeah, which means like if, if Bradley Cooper just played Bradley Cooper, like it probably still could have been good. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm not like that's not a criticism. I'm yeah. just like making a, a a comment as opposed to like if someone's playing Michael Jordan in a movie, then like yeah. he has to be like Michael Jordan because we all kind of know what Michael Jordan looks and sounds and acts like. Right, yeah, he's know? a more public. He's a more public. Yeah, you know, well, Leonard Bernstein instead, but Michael Jordan is was a more public. Uh, yeah. figure so you're right about that but I, I think we're understating a little bit like how much people let's say are ge- older than our generation you know people who are older than our generation right how much they do know him right like he had that show on tv where he was teaching music and he was a pretty significant pop culture figure I, I, um yeah but like his so music like, you know it's like before the era of like you're a famous musician like and also he wasn't yeah. like uh, making radio hits he was making no. making like classical music I mean, hits where it's like like i had no clue is... he had a whole like orchestra thing called like kaddish he has like tons of like very jewish inspired yeah, stuff yeah. i had no clue well, he like... recorded he uh conducted the the israeli uh yeah the israeli orchestra um but uh, yeah i mean other than west side story like he doesn't really have that much that many uh original on, credits that people called, would know on right? the town is, is it called on the town what's the on other the one I've seen, I've seen the movie but apparently the movie doesn't even use so much of his music there's on the town there's another one with the name town and what is it let me look it up quickly um so i like that's to say like wonderful not like... town on the town and then wonderful town but those like those those like except for west side story i think a lot of the plays he did kind of bombed right uh, granted, Maybe, he didn't yeah. write them. He didn't yeah, he write these the music, shows, but like, he was the he was the composer, right? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, West Side Story. Without West Side Story, who knows what his legacy is, right? I think that's a legitimate statement. Um. Maybe. Some yeah, but I mean, West Side Story about... is massive. 
It's so, massive. That's what I'm saying. Right. But I, I'm, what I'm getting at is, is he a one hit wonder composer? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know enough of his original. No, I, I'm not saying it in a way. I'm not saying like, yeah, he is. I'm saying I, I don't know much of his original music. Right. I mean, right. Career wise, I think he's most known as the as the conductor for the New York Philharmonic, right? But yeah, that's I so. a lot. I really, of that is... I really don't know much about him. I think that made it more appealing for me because it's like, I it's not like I don't know. I, it just made I think that made it more appealing. We've already discussed kind of like the style of the movie. I thought it was like yeah. in the beginning of the movie when it's black and white, it really felt like like one of those like nineteen fifties like black and white movies that like my yeah, mother would it's, watch it's, and like they're dancing. Well. Yeah. And, and then when it switches over to like the Technicolor stuff, specifically yeah. when he's doing. When he's doing the um the the orchestrating scene, right? Where he's he's conducting for six minutes. Which was, six minute which like was shot. Incredible, by the way. It was unbelievable. But also like yeah. I read the story, the behind the scenes of it. Apparently they yeah. did it one day, it was awful, and then he like came back the next day and they like put a crane in oh, and did this whole that. other thing. And he like took it in one shot and everyone's like, Yeah, yesterday was trash. You 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 did it well today. And it's great. That moment's awesome. Wait a second, also, wait a second. He did they did one take of it and he wasn't happy with it. So they came back the next day and did another take. basically they did a whole take of it the day yeah. before, and they were like, Okay, this that's our shot to do it. It didn't go well, but like people were saying, like, it was all right, it was fine. Comes in the next day, they were supposed to film something like outdoors at yeah. the church, and he's like, yeah. No, scrap that. We need to come back, do another take of the orchestra, yeah. bring the crane that we were gonna use, yeah, and like do it here. <laughs> I don't know if they did only one take, but they only had like one usable take beforehand, and right, but it okay. wasn't even really usable, you know. And then he this new so take is is so good, and yeah. also the way it looked. Again, now movies. I've had this complaint recently. I know this is a little bit of a dumb complaint. It's not a complaint. It's just like movies now are like two HD. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I kind of like. I do. The, yeah, yeah. I like the grain of the movies when you kind of see like. The, like it looks like it's filmed on film or older and there's yeah, the grain yeah. but then this yeah. movie it kind of had like a technicolor vibrance to it where it's like the colors had this like washed out like radiance do you, do you know what i'm saying like the greens sort look of, like but... like like it, when you watch a movie from like the 70s it mm-hmm. has a certain look that looks different yeah. than a movie from the 90s yeah. it just looks different yeah. That scene kind of looked more like a movie filmed in 1975 oh, oh yes and yeah, like yeah. the colors kind of had like the the look of a movie then where it's like the greens I, kind I of had a certain warmth to it and like the art yeah. I'm not an expert in those things but when I watched it I was like I noticed how visually appealing it was and that yeah. made me be like yeah. oh that's a really and then it has a great moment where he kind of makes up with his wife because this this is really about the relationship and we haven't really discussed so much about the relationship because it's like it's just something you have to watch but I yeah. think it was really really well done and I think Carrie Mulligan does a good job and no, she's good yeah I, I didn't mean to slam on her before no but I know like, you're she saying is good. people online are being like she <laughs> actually just circles like, around him I saw that it's not she true actually, like, yeah exactly I, I don't stuff she, like that I don't even yeah. know what that means because like I also don't but it's not true <laughs> like no like I was like they're both acting really well and really great um he was I really think he was excellent in it. Like, it's funny that I switched so quickly while I was watching the movie to being like, okay, he's overacting, trying to go for Oscar bait, to like, you know what? Actually, like, this is very good, right? Like, do you have any favorite, least slash least favorite parts of the movie? Uh, I can, I could like run through a couple. O- yeah. Favorite is obviously uh, the conducting scene when he was conducting Muller in the church. Can I give um, some other nominations for that? And see yeah. What you think sure. of them? Yeah, that kind of first tracking shot, which felt very like musical, like very much like a musical, it, where he's like yeah. walking through the thing and it's tracking over the. You're ceiling. talking when they're going through the when they're going through the through the music hall, right? Yeah, when he first gets the yeah, call yeah. in the beginning of the movie to like yeah. he's going to orchestrate. Um, yeah. it was just like it felt very much like a musical. 
you know, where yeah. like things are kind of like people are just popping out and yeah. like he's got that bright smile. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which obviously <laughs> is intentional and stylistic, but it was yeah, that was yeah. very That's like cool. I was like yeah, right yeah. off the bat, he set the tone. Um, the the scene when he's in California, I think he's in California, um, or wherever he is. I might have lied. He might not be in California. The scene where he goes to which... see like the play. With with Carrie Mulligan and they're dancing yeah, for him. Yeah. They're doing like the dance rehearsal, and it turned into like a whole dance number. And then he starts dancing. Yes, yes that yeah. was a really really good scene. Obviously, the long conducting scene. I like the scene where he's explaining. This is more just like a idea thing than like the scene's yeah. so cool. But he's explaining the difference between being a conduct a conductor and being a performer. Where one you have a very robust mm-hmm. outer life, while the other you have a very robust inner life, yeah. and how those are conflict. Yeah. I like that. Um, I thought the dying scene when his wife's kind of in bed dying and he's like holding yeah. her and then it kind of the camera moves and goes yeah. shows out the window and then it kind of you know it's like him and his kids are hugging outside the Running, window. Yeah. I thought that he's was like a very his daughter. I thought, I thought that, that was whole cool. I thought that whole part of the movie he was really good in that where she's like I don't know how much I, I feel like it was only like a 20 minute sort of yeah. arc where it goes from diagnosis to death, right? Even less maybe. Maybe even less, yeah. And I thought he was really good in that. She was also very good in it. But I thought he was. I thought he was. He was good in that too. Um, they both had a certain like tenderness that I that I appreciate. Yeah, they play well off each other. It's they're a good unit. Those two, Mulligan and Cooper. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I agree with all those all those picks. Any what any did you like? and so what I did yeah, like I was, like was, was going to ask you. It was a little bit hard that, to it was a little bit hard to yeah. hear at times. I like had to rewind or turn on the subtitles a couple times, and it wasn't anything yeah. major. But it just felt like the sound mixing or something was a yeah. little bit off. I couldn't hear certain things, and it was I found yeah. that annoying. Um, and that's like more of a nitpick. And the a more like actual criticism is that like I wish they would have showed us a little bit. Like almost too much was left unsaid in the movie. You know, like when they start to have conflict that's in the relationship, was yeah. it was a little bit too much unsaid to the point. I get very. I've said this before in the podcast. As a movie watcher, I get like anxious almost when I feel like I've missed something. Like when I start to feel confused, I'm like, did I miss something or is it yeah. meant to be confusing or is it just, they kind of mess up a little bit. And like, so well, like, it goes, like the, from, it goes from them being like having their perfect relationship to him kind of yeah. like philandering, like, and like them fighting a little too soon and, and yeah. it's all there in the subtext, but like you need a little bit of actual text, you know? Well, that's, that's why I'm interested because, because I did know a fair bit about him, his personal mm-hmm. life, even before I, before I, before I saw this. Like I was able to put the pieces together, but it's true, especially in the first forty minutes of the movie, or maybe the first half hour, whatever. I was thinking, I'm like, this is kind of hard to piece together if you don't really know what's going on, yeah. you don't have any context before. It's like, right? how long so, is it between this and that, and like, yeah, which yeah. is fine. Like, it's just like, and I understand why they're doing that because it really, the movie is not about Leonard Bernstein. I don't know how to I explain think that, that. I was just going to say that. Like, it's yeah, really not about him. That was right. It was clearly about, a very intentional decision yeah. from from Bradley Cooper to be like, let's move this along and just get to the meat of this relationship. But then, even when they get issues. to the meat of the relationship, I felt like there should have been a couple more scenes of conflict before they're like full out like arguing with each other. And she's like, like that Thanksgiving scene. They had they'd well, set it up, but like I felt like there might have needed to be like one more moment of her being like waiting sitting at home waiting for him or something like that it didn't need that but like at a time I'm I like, don't know I, I'm like if I, I have to rewatch that. I don't know and that could just be me but I, I felt like almost too much was unsaid and all my assumptions ended up being right like everything that I like thought was going on was was mm-hmm. was going on but maybe yeah. I just needed a little more spoon feeding and that might just be me I don't know yeah no I mean uh, look I I because I know a little bit about him it I, 
I'm curious what someone like you, I guess, who doesn't know that much about him. Yeah. So it's a fair, you know, I can understand that criticism. And then the other thing, I guess, before we jump over to Ferrari, because I do yeah. want to have time to talk about that, because I know we have a hard stop today, um, is that, like I said, I kind of wish they, they focused a little bit more on, like, that conflict of composer versus conductor. Yeah. And that's, like, a selfish thing, because that's something that, like, I'm interested in. Like, I'm interested in that, yeah. like, conflict of Me a creator, too. but... You know, Me too, I but know. I, yeah, I mean, and it's, yeah, the mu- the music fan in me would have liked to see a little bit more of that, right? Because there yeah. was a scene where she at where someone asks him, "What do you consider yourself?" And he's, what does he say, musician, right? He just says, "I'm a yeah. musician," right? I think I gotta re- like that. I'm gonna rewatch. I don't remember. That scene. I don't remember that exact I, scene, but I told you yesterday I was gonna rewatch some scenes, and I didn't get in advance of this, and I didn't get around to doing it. That's one of them. I'm gonna. Yeah, and I, I will note for those listening at home, usually Alone and I, like, we'll discuss a movie, bef- like, we will we won't say what we think about the movie, but we'll yeah, say, yeah. like, before we watch the movie, we'll be like, hey, we're doing this movie for the podcast, and, like, we'll take notes and things like that. Yeah. This is one of the rare times that that didn't happen, so, like, if we're missing little bits and pieces, that's because we didn't necessarily, like, right after I finished, this and is, Alone yeah. said, like, oh, let's do this for the podcast, I kind of quickly wrote my thoughts down, but yeah. it, it's, like, a little bit of a different viewing, because... Not not better or worse, but when I'm watching a movie that I know I'm going to talk about on the podcast, yeah. like I'm like locked into certain moments, I'll write maybe even too many notes at times, but um, which could take away from the movie a little bit. But anyways, I like this movie quite a bit. I liked it more than I thought. I I think like this is like you know, but imagine seeing that that six minutes. That's what I'm saying. Theaters, right? I, that, like. I, I want to see where you know, my first maybe note I'm being I wrote. Very my, cliche, but no, like my first that, note but... I wrote is I wish I could have seen it on the big screen. Yeah, right. Like, like that. I would go. It's just very to see artistically. It. Like, I know. Like, I'm not. I remember when I used to listen to movie podcasts and people would be like talking about the cinematography, and I'd roll my eyes. I, I used to be like that because I'm like I don't know. They're like, this, like what do they know about like cinematography? <laughs> but sometimes the cinema. Sometimes the way the movie am, looks. But... Sometimes the way the movie looks is so apparent like visually appealing yeah. and like stylistically clear that you can't yeah. deny it you know what i'm saying like the fablemans yeah. the other day i saw the other day i saw some like clips of the fablemans on you like on like instagram reels or whatever i was just flipping yeah. through and i was like man like now i know part of the reason i love that movie so much it's just so good to look at not well, every I movie think, is like great to I, look at i think in a way that kind of the cinematography and the fablemans kind of makes it a better movie than it actually is from a from a story standpoint i understand it's 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 autobiographical sort of but you know i i know i think we have a bit mixed opinions on that movie i i mean i know you like that movie i think i, I like liked it. it i, liked I like it, it much yeah, more yeah. than you but also i you do yeah. that, that's like a again a, a character study kind of movie and also it's literally about a person like deciding they want to make movies so like that's basically yeah, okay. it's like wish fulfillment. It's like wish fulfillment for me, basically. Yeah. No, like I essentially, think it's a good movie. I'm not, I'm not slamming Fablemans, right? I think it's a good movie, but it, it was to me. I yeah, I don't know. It was it's a, interesting because I don't what? think I don't think it it's was such a victim a... of. It, for me, it was a victim of amazing trailer that just didn't meet the hype. Interesting. I don't know if yeah. I. I personally like. I this podcast does not exist if I didn't watch the Fablemans. Oh, interesting. Like okay, I, so, then I, so then I have a new appreciation for it. I, like I, I like I like you know like people will talk about movies that like made them love movies. I already yeah, like yeah. movies. I already like movies. I I really like the Fablemans on a, like a different made me like it on a different level. Yeah. And I feel cheesy saying that, but like that's really like I was like after I finished that movie. Think. No, I know what why, you mean. 
That's when I started my whole, you know how I say cinema and things like that. That's when my whole cinema bit started. After I finished that movie, I just texted all my friends cinema. That's like how that, that, that's how I, that's how that thing started. That's how I started writing the reviews. That all started from the fable. I know what you, I know what you mean though. I'm trying to think of like what that is, what what that movie is for me. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I know what you mean, but it's a good movie anyway. Yeah. Anyways, now we can talk about that at a different time. Now on to Ferrari, I guess, right? Do you have anything else to say on Maestro? I don't think so. Maybe something else will come up in the discussion. Of, you know, okay. So as we, you know, Ferrari, biopic. <laughs> Ferrari directed by Michael Mann, um, starring Adam Driver, Penelope Cruz, Shailene Woodley, other various faces you may or may not recognize sprinkled throughout. Patrick Dempsey is one that I noted. Yep. Um, Big racing guy, right? That's the... That's is that, the, is that yeah. why he's... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I did see the first trailer to this movie, even though I tried to see less and less trailers now. I did see the first yeah. trailer, and we both commented see- how we liked the trailer. Yeah. Did I send um, it to you? I was like, this trailer's amazing. I love it. I think so. Um, this, yeah. You're, this you're a big Michael Mann of- fan, right? I am. I am. Well, mostly from Heat. Okay. Um, but not just from Heat. Not just from this Heat. This movie, to me, does not Mann's. feel very Michael Manny. Maybe it doesn't. There's not, there's it not doesn't. urban. There's not like an urban night setting with like no, beautiful lights. No, it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't. That's. I don't know what how we're going to structure this here in terms of spoiler, not spoiler. But that's one of my. Let's do spoiler free review for a couple minutes, like a minute or okay. two. Let's do a quick spoiler free review. I'll. I'll, okay. I'll let you start, or do you want me to start? You can start. You can okay. start. So I saw yeah. this movie last night. Um, I was like looking forward to watching it, but like, you know, um, the trailer interested me, and it had a certain like pace and energy that I liked. The driving looked cool and things like that. Um, and the driving looks cool in the movie too, so that that, mm-hmm. that stuck through. It's interesting because as positive of my written review was for um, Maestro, I really didn't write any negatives in my written review. My yeah. written review of of Ferrari is much more negative. Even though I'm going to start yeah. off right at the bat, this movie is good. It's like it's pretty good. I gave it a seventy. I gave it a seventy. Like it's pretty I think like I think. <laughs> Good. I like that you're coming in lower than me. I like that you're coming in lower than me. And I hate that I have to say that. This movie, (laughs) I'm I'm actually happy that you're coming in lower than me. This movie, like, it's, it's like, good. Like, it's all right. I think the movie, for the most part, is kind of lost in what it, like, it wants to be about. And the way I put it, it, it's, it's neither narratively or thematically centered. And then it just ends. And I think that it's a much more boilerplate like biopics or sort of it doesn't really do anything interesting with the idea of the biopic and so like this movie if we're doing thumbs up thumbs down like it's fine i wouldn't recommend it like it's the most skippable movie ever you know yeah like, sadly i, I agree this is kind that, of like yeah. a dad's a dad movie also where i think like people will enjoy it like it's i think people like it a lot i think other people are enjoying it much more than me i was listening to this podcast a couple are weeks they? ago and this guy on the this guy i think it was chris ryan from the ringer said like it's his favorite movie of the year or something but like he's like he's obsessed with Michael Mann, so like I don't. And this isn't even all like, those guys are. But <laughs> this doesn't even feel like a Michael Mann movie. I don't know. It doesn't. This could be any other director. It's fine. This like, doesn't feel like Michael Mann. Like it's fine. Like it. This is like an AI. Like not to be. It's not AI in terms of quality. But like this is kind of like. I know just, what you mean. This is like a movie. It's like here's a movie. Like it's the not, driving see, stuff this, is cool though. The driving scenes are cool. I especially like the one. Towards the beginning, where they're doing that. Yes. Well, are we talking sport? So, right, here, give your spoiler free. for you. So, my thing is, this is why I was saying, like, 
there needs to be more nuance than thumbs up, thumbs down. This movie's not a thumbs down, but I don't recommend this movie. Like that's why we give it thumbs to the that's why we give it thumbs to the side. It's, it's like, not go a thumbs ahead. down. It's yeah. not a thumbs down. This movie's it's like watchable. It's fine. Yeah, the second yeah. half of this movie until the end, like once yeah. like the race starts till the end, this movie's like it it's much better than the first half, but then the end left such sour taste in my mouth because it just kind of like ends to me and I don't think it fulfilled like what it thinks it's fulfilling. I thought it was consistently sort of mid. Yeah, like tepid, you know, throughout. Like, like I wasn't like, oh, this really picked up, you know, in the last sort of half an hour. The last, I didn't really find it. It was to me, seventy is a high, is a too high of a rating. Again, I'm not going to give it a thumbs down, but it's a thumbs to the side. Uh, I was, you know. it, it's interesting because as I was sitting when I finished the movie, I'm like, this is like in the seven, like low seventies. And then this morning when I, I wrote this review like 20 minutes before we recorded, I was like, am I about to give this like a 65 or something? Like, am I about to like kind of, but I was like, you know what? No, it is like an enjoyable movie sort of. I just would never recommend this to anyone because it's the most like milk toast movie ever. Yeah. Well, why don't we break it down? Let's, let's, so, like, so, so you're giving yeah. it a thumbs to the side? What do you it's a thumbs it? to the side. Even I think a 65 would be too high. Like, oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's like, that's yeah. like a failing grade then. Like, I feel like if you, if 60 is like thumbs to the, I guess it depends movie by movie. Well, like, a movie could be like, failing to me is below 50, right? Interesting. It also, it is all movie. <laughs> like, a movie could be like dumb, but like very watchable. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not no, I'm, not saying this, I'm not saying this yeah. movie is dumb, but really, like, I, it like, is I, watchable. I don't know. It's just like, you know what? Maybe the the honest truth is, it's just not that interesting of a story. Okay, right? Yes, I think that's what it is. Like uh, the story is just not that interesting. The like, interesting part of the movie. Okay, <laughs> to avoid spoilers, look at the timestamps. Yeah. Skip to our like more me- um, macro biopic discussion. Mm-hmm. The interesting part of this movie. The best part of this movie, and this is going to sound sadistic, is when the crash happens and all those people get chopped in half. I audibly like. I mean, I it started laughing because it's so ridiculous. Like, I did. I did. You know that was going to happen. I had no. no I didn't know anything I about no the idea. story. I came out of nowhere. I was like, "What the heck?" And that was actually the like in terms of like artistically interesting parts of the movie. The driving stuff's all cool, especially that scene where like the long straight kind of like narrows out. Yeah, yeah. And like his like his like tunnel vision is showing. Yeah. But like is this movie about the incident? Is this movie about Enzo Ferrari selling this the the, the company because he doesn't even end up doing that? Is, is this a Honestly, movie about I, Enzo Ferrari's I have no family? Idea. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. As I have opposed no idea. as opposed to Maestro, Maestro, which had a very, yeah. very clear, like, yes, yeah, anchor. This movie had no anchor, and then it kind of is the most like it, it approaches the movie in such a boilerplate, um, like biopic way where it's not really about his life, I guess it's meant to be about like a week in his life, but it's so boilerplate and it tries to like pull from too many things and lands on none of them. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I, that That's kind of what I was getting at before. I'm like, this just isn't an interesting story because it's just, I don't know, you just, it wasn't interesting. Like, I'm not going to say it was boring. It's a not, I mean, it's a non-story. It's just think like, about, think about yeah, what happened. Like, what's happening here? Like, <laughs> the principal character in the crash gets like three seconds of characterization. So it's not even a movie about Deportega, De right? It's not a movie about him, even no, though he's one of the first no. characters we meet. It's not a movie about Shailene Woodley. It's not a movie about about it's, what's it called. And thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, she was. Why is she, what awful? No casting. offense. Like, what awful trying, casting. 
It's so bad. Like, I don't know why that would... It's um, not even a knock on her. It's a knock on, like, she shouldn't have been in that role. Like, why is, I don't think I'm she's gonna, a bad actress in general, but... I'm going to come at like, Penelope Cruz a little bit, too. Yeah. I didn't like her in this movie. I also didn't, and I don't know why everybody loves her. Like, it was, was amazing. It's I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Because people think screaming is good acting, and screaming is not That's good just, acting. Like, she's become, like... She's become almost a parody of herself with these, like, she plays, like, this crazy character. Yeah, I literally now, said she's playing, like, like, a worse version of Vicky Cristina Barcelona character. The hair is disheveled. The same. Like, it's just, like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't yeah. work. I thought that driver was actually okay. He's fine. I thought he was like, pretty good, yeah. Like, he also is, like, screaming, I like... I like him a lot. I yeah. like him as an actor. I just, like, yeah, I don't yeah. really know why he's in this movie. I don't think it, like, plays to his strengths, necessarily. And, like... I guess I who just, else would you... Who else would I don't know. I don't know, but it's, yeah. like... It's kind of like, I kind of like him in more like interesting, weird movies than like I like him in Black Klansman, which is like a historical yeah. drama. Like that movie's cool. Like I think he's a. I like him. I thought I like him in Marriage Story. I, I I don't have a problem with yeah. him here, but I'm kind of like, I don't think he was like. I don't think it's like I, when I walk out of this movie, I'm like, wow, Adam Driver did a good job. No, I'm just like, Adam Driver was fun. Like he yeah. wasn't a negative to me. No, no, he wasn't. That's what I'm kind of getting at. He wasn't a negative. I thought he was good. Did you um, see the House of Gucci? I did, yeah. You so see, it's similar. I to, didn't, yeah. No, I didn't watch it, but I know people oh, okay. make fun of like all the non-Italians yeah, playing Italians, basically. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> like they couldn't get a single. There's not like a single Italian person in this movie. <laughs> they have That's a Spanish. They have yeah. a Spanish wife. They have um, an American mistress. They have an American mistress. They have American um, Adam Driver is also like American, yeah. like. Whatever. I, I don't really have a problem with that. I guess that's acting, it but like, yeah, it's just like some of them are kind of doing Italian accents, some of them aren't. Whatever. It's just yeah, you kind of. It's one of those things where you know, it's like it's in like World Hunt War II movies October. when the Germans have like British accents, or right? Hunt for like, Red October. It just, it's something you just accept and you move, yeah. you quickly move on from it. <laughs> I've, I yeah, I don't have I don't have a problem with it per se. I, I actually sometimes do like when movies start off in subtitles. And then trans like after like one line of dialogue, we like we understand that they're speaking Italian, but we're understanding them in English. You know how movies do that sometimes? No, I actually don't. What do you mean? What's an I, example? Do you have one? I don't know. I feel like they might have done it in like Avatar. Like they might do it in like Avatar. Never saw it. You never saw either ne Avatar? Never never saw it. That's never like will. a. This is like a like a die on a hill thing. Like never will. It is. Yeah, I'm not okay. gonna see that. It's not. That's my... fine. You don't. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm not. Any, I'm not even close yeah. to saying you need to watch that movie or either. Sorry, them, Jimmy, but... sorry Jimmy Cameron. So not I think they, they do something similar in those <laughs> movies where it starts off like the characters are speaking their native language, and then like it's supposed to be assumed that they're still speaking it, but we, the audience, now are understanding them. I don't really think that's okay. necessary, but like I, I actually sometimes like that. That's just an aside. I just don't think, they, like, I don't think Shailene Woodley is good in this movie. I, I'm going to come at the kid, too. She's not. I'm going to come at that kid, too. That kid was trash. Didn't notice. Not enough of a factor to, for me to, when like... he's when he's chanting Ferrari? Yeah, yeah. I, cringy? I, so yeah. cringy. Yeah, yeah. So cringy. Patrick Dempsey was sick in this movie, though. I know he's only in it for, like, one second, but he is so cool. The second yeah. he's, he's so handsome... That he just pops yeah, off the screen. Course, the second he was on the screen, I'm like, I was like, wait, that's Patrick Dempsey, and he is looking so good, and his yeah, white hair yeah, and his blue eyes, awesome. Who doesn't love Patrick Dempsey? He was the best but, part of that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the driving was good. I knew the driving moments. I really want, I really wanted to like it a lot because we both are, we both are racing fans, right? Yeah. Uh, and 
I really wanted to like it and I wanted it to like reignite my excitement and in, in, in like Formula One and motorsport because I kind of fell off this year. I know Same. you were following it. Not uh, barely. You weren't? No. No. Last I kind year of fell more. off this year and it was kind of a, last year I was also into it, but this year was kind of a boring year. Yeah. In general with Formula One anyway, but I was kind of hoping it would like spark that. Um, Spark that passion again. It didn't really do it. Our last hope like, was yeah. the Brad Pitt movie. Oh yeah, when is that coming out? I don't know, but that movie, I, I'm like putting my that's my, about my Formula One. Like that's gonna be that good. is a Formula that's a One Formula movie. One movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm so like that, that movie's so gonna that... be good. I don't know why. I'm just like that movie's gonna be good. I'm like stamping like so. I'm in on that movie. I need to look that up. When's it coming out? One second. I feel like next. But year, yes, probably. um, like 24. You're saying? Yeah. I think Formula One, Brad. Is the name of the movie called Formula One? What's the movie called? First, I'm looking it up right now. Javier Bardem's in it. Brad Pitt. Yeah, there's we're... no release date. Oh, that's not there's good. no name. No, nah, so we're a million years away then. I don't get that. Such release in 2025. The actor portrays a veteran F1 driver. It's oh, it's Apple, probably it's delayed. An Apple Studios film. Could be. But he's you been know. like hanging around like paddocks and like going to races and stuff. Like, yeah, I wonder if they're shooting. I don't know. Like, I, I'm gonna. I feel like he's rich enough to be a motorsport, like a real motorsport fan. Also, yeah, I'm sh- I mean, if he's the one, di- I'm, I gotta think if he's the one directing it and who Brad Pitt's not directing. It. I don't think. Oh, he's not directing. No, I don't think so. Really? I, I think I just saw it was a John Kaczynski movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think I just info on it. No, not Krasinski, John. I don't know. Maybe I'm making things up. I don't think he's making it. I don't think he directs. Has he ever directed? Let me see. I don't think so. No, you're right. It is. Untitled Joseph Kaczynski film. Joseph Kaczynski, sorry. Yeah. Um, um Yeah. I can't believe it's still untitled. That is so odd. Okay. Whatever. Good cast. Brad Pitt, have your bar done. I bet they're they want to call it like Formula One it's or something. Nazis. They need the licensing. That's my new theory I just came up with on the spot. No, I feel like you're Delay theory is probably probably got no, but still not having a name. Here, let me read the premise. It's quick, and then we'll get back into the discussion. <laughs> Sonny Hayes, played by Brad. This is from Wikipedia. Played by Brad Pitt, a Formula One driver who raced in the 1990s, has a horrible crash, forcing him to retire from F1 and start racing other dis- disciplines. An F1 team owner and friend, played by Javier Bardem, can ta- contacts Hayes and asks him to come out of retirement to mentor rookie prodigy Joshua Pierce, played by Dan Damson Idris. Do you know who that is? Yeah. On the Apex Grand Prix team. Okay, sounds cool. Oh, Lewis Hamilton's in it. It's okay. That's it's a, a little bit different. I was self. kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping more old dog versus young gun rather than a mentor movie. But I'm still with. I'm still with it. I'm still. With but that it. would be a very old dog. Not that he's so old. I mean, he's sixty. But there's no sixty year old. Yeah, racers, you're right, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's, he's too old. Um, I'm excited for it. No, anyway, I still am. I, in terms of racing <laughs> movies, I mean, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that there's two racing movies that come to mind that I think are. Clearly better than this. The movie yeah. Rush. I haven't seen the movie Rush yes. in a long time, but I remember it being good. Um, Ford versus Ferrari. Rush is very good. Ford versus Ferrari, the... which I'm lower than most people. Because, yeah, but I I'm think also Ford by Ferrari the way similar. I like Ford versus Ferrari is like air to me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help. I think it's Matt better Damon's than both air. of them. But I th- and I like I that. Damon. I, I didn't air. mean it like that. I meant I meant that it kind of. I know what you mean, but yeah, it, I prefer Rush is a very good movie. Um, yeah. I don't remember that's it at all, a, but I remember like it's it a, a good lot. story, right? That yes. that was a good. Um, they had they had something to work with. Even Ford versus Ferrari has a story. I think you're right. With, I think I think you're right. right. This movie just there's doesn't no have story a story. Here. This it is has, interesting. Like, there's also like four storylines going on at once. 
and like none of them like because yeah, there's okay them... so he's like he's fighting with his wife the company's going insolvent is he going to uh, take let his son take his name and like they're trying to win the race basically like there's all these different things going on and then it's or like this, at the end race that look maybe i don't know enough well okay custom motorsport i really am only an f1 guy i don't well, it's funny anything else. it's funny you mentioned that that was the last time that that race was ever run actually but was it because that guy yeah. got, got yeah. killed that's part what of it. What was the um, race? I, I see that's the thing. What were these cars? It was like all different cars. Yes, like, what's it's, happening it's, here? Motorsport like, back then made no sense. But um three days after the race, the Italian government decreed the end of the Mille Mille and banned all motor racing on public roads of Italy. Taruffi thus became the last winner of the famous event. So that's does why Italy we, not have any yeah, I guess they're all on not tracks, on public yeah. streets, I guess. Right, yeah. yeah. By the way, Monza's as a track. When those when that kid was running out of his house, I was like, Oh my god. Like that, like why oh, you, are people? You had why a are, feeling? No, I, I didn't have a feeling that he I was no going to get. I didn't think he was going to get run over in that way. Because I'm like, that's too crazy. I thought the father was going to go out and grab him from running out. But I was like, why are people standing right next to the road when people have yeah, crashes it, all the time? Especially back, especially back then. I don't know what the statistics are. Again, I'm kind of bringing it back to Formula One. Of like, was it at one point there were like the Formula One averaged a death a year, a death something per like season? that? I was reading, so I was reading up on this yeah. movie in that race. He had like a bunch of drivers die and like in Ferraris and people would kind of like caught like blame him and he would come back by saying like actually we die at the same rate as all other drivers and it's never once right. been a mechanical failure. So, so actually I thought that was kind of an interesting subplot of like okay Ferrari is a big Italian name um, and this guy catches a lot of heat and in motorsport is very big in Italy right that's yeah. no secret. Like, and this guy is kind of like a love-hate character of, like, he advances he advances Italian motorsport, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, all of his drivers are getting killed. Like, I thought that kind of part of it was interesting with the press and stuff like that. But, but then it wasn't I wish they would have focused that, more. Though. Like, yeah, like, then at the I, end, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. the last minute of the movie is, like, his wife being, like, pay off the... I, t- I actually cashed the check because I to pay off the press, but don't let your son take your name. And well, then... I don't understand ends. that. It just wasn't ends. that... She basically cashed the money to give him the money. Yes, she cashed the check to give him back his money. I, I understand. She cashed well, I the do... check to be like, "Hey, we're at a we're at a do. net. We're at the same starting point." <laughs> she cashed the check to to, act, to make it an action of doing it, and like, okay, whatever. I, it, it didn't. Make, and then the end, it was just like, which by the way is completely inconsistent with her character that we see in the rest of the movie. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then the end, I'm like, okay, so. Am I like I'm like oh so like he gave his son his name is that what it's supposed to be like his son is now being accepted as a Ferrari no his son wasn't able to take the name until the wife died in real life so oh really yeah so until the wife died or until the mistress died until the wife died because she didn't want it to happen also there were some Italian laws because divorce was illegal at the time so I think that played maybe a bigger role in it yeah so yeah. It just made no sense. So I'm like, at the end of the movie, like, what's like, he's accepted the son as a Ferrari, like, but he hasn't exactly. And like, like, what's yeah, the I movie guess it's, about? you know, like, I've been keeping, know what... he's been keeping the secret for 10, 12 years, whatever it is. And now the secret's out. Now he can fully, the emotional block is lifted of him embracing his son. I get it. I can uh, find it. I just I understand felt, it. Am like, I wrong that when did you care? Point, no, not at all. And that's exactly, okay. exactly. The, like five <laughs> minutes into this movie, there's meant to be like an emotional, like, or 10 minutes in, like, arguing scene between. Penelope Cruz and and Adam Driver and I'm staring at the screen yeah. and I'm like, you did not earn this. This movie just yes, started yeah. two minutes ago. Like, 
Yeah. It took Maestro like an hour and a half to make me feel like emotional about what's going on. Like you don't just get yeah. to have emotional moments three minutes. And, and, and you tend to be more um, observant of that kind of thing than I am. Right. Like I let people get, I let directors and, and writers, whatever, get away with cheaper sort of um, cheaper moments that they don't earn. Right. But yeah. I agree with this one. It was almost so, it was so blatant. I was it like, was so was... melodramatic. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what am I watching? Like I, again, like, I, I'm coming at it harsh, and I don't think that this movie's bad, but I think it just wasn't good. And like to talk about the Michael Mann of it all, like it really had no style or flair except for a couple moments. Yeah, well, I think you're in an interesting middle ground where if I would have liked the movie, we'd probably be having a more positive conversation right now, right? But because it seems like you're more middle ground on this, and I'm a little bit more negative, like you know no, what I'm saying? Like, I, I would have of... a negative conversation anyways because I think you that. Think so? I think the movie's watchable and I think that other people will like it more than me, but I think it's like making a movie like this is like a waste of making a movie a little bit. Like, yeah, I know that that sounds really harsh, but it's like, it's not a very interesting story. It's not like the most entertaining movie. And it's like, it doesn't really have that much interesting, like artistic value to me. There's a couple moments that I think I wrote down and like, like I gave it a not not cinema in my ranking because like yep. it really most of the movie is like so bland visually except for a couple more yep. driving the scene that you talked about when they're in the church doing the stopwatch. Yes, first of yeah. all, reminds me a lot of The Godfather. But, um, but by but by the way, was that did they have? I wanted to ask about that scene. So I'm just going to ask about it now. Did they have someone there? The person who was shooting the gun that was a Ferrari guy who was alerting. They could hear it from the church. Did I they miss could something hear it from the church. The idea was they could okay. hear it from the church. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was a Ferrari guy, but they might do that to time all. Like because I noticed they didn't do it when when the Ferrari. So it might have been a Ferrari doing, guy, right? It might have been. Yeah, a that's what I thought. They planted him there because they got to go to church. So yeah. This guy will be there shooting. They'll hear it. They'll click the yeah. stop. That was actually a good scene. It was a good scene. It reminded yeah. me of the Godfather. Did that remind you of the Godfather? Like the christening scene at the end of Godfather One. It's like, do you renounce the devil and he's baptizing his son or whatever? I don't remember all the... it well enough. So there's to... a scene at the end of The Godfather where, like, um, Al Pacino, I think, is like baptizing his son or whatever. Yeah, and then I know it's like, do you yeah. renounce Satan? And then all these killings are going on other places. So the, right, the, yeah, yeah. the juxtaposition of like church Between cutting church back and, and yeah, it reminded me of cool. that a little bit. Um, yeah, that's a good call. So the, the driving stuff was cool to me. I felt like both crashes looked kind of rid- like both big crashes looked a little bit ridiculous. That being said, I read online and that's kind of how the crash actually happened. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that. So I, I can't also. hate on that, but it, it, did, it did look a little cartoony. But other than that, the driving looked really good. There was a real speed yeah. and like aggressiveness yeah, yeah. to it that I liked. Um, good and sound was the, too. Yeah, and that was the best part of the movie was the driving stuff, the race stuff. Yeah. Um, there was the flashback when they're in the opera. I thought that the other flashbacks were a little bit cheesy, except for the one of Adam Driver and his, his son who had died, uh, Dino. Right, where they're like walking with a bike, sitting on the bed. No, oh, no, no. Oh, they're oh. walking. They're walking on like a hill with a bike, and the sun's there. And then the camera mm-hmm. goes like really low down and angles up, and like and like you're kind of like the grass is kind of in front of the camera, and the sun's really high up. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember that. It was like it was literally like split second. And I was like, oh, that's really. I I thought that was very visually. I'll have to wait till also. I'll have to I'll have to wait nah, till it comes online. You don't need to watch that again. <laughs> I'm not going to see it again. <laughs> 
but other than that and then i I mentioned like the crash like the big crash scene later that was cool too and i feel bad to say like it makes me sound sadistic but i literally was laughing out loud when the car flew and started really? people, people were like gasping in the theater we were cool. gasping but i was like oh my <laughs> yeah. god i was like holy like it was so <laughs> i know what crazy. you mean it's like it's so like holy crap but yeah like, like yeah the feeling was like it had been silent up until then and it was like whoa like cash came out of nowhere like in terms of other things, I like the grandmother, who's so mean, had a couple savage lines. She was like, oh, the wrong son survived when talking about her son, Dino, versus Adam mm-hmm. Driver. And I'm like, okay. But then this is the line that was actually savage. Um, Penelope Cruz is well, mad. Yeah. Like, Penelope Cruz is like, she's like, I gave him an air. What did she he's say? Like, Apparently one's not enough. It's so, like... It's like it's so, so, so dumb. Like, it's so dumb. Who talks like that? I all can't the, believe Michael Mann let that. Like, <laughs> all the one liners in this movie were very, like, one linery. They made me laugh sometimes. Like, Adam Driver had some good one liners, but I'm like, do people talk like this? It, it, it makes no sense. I'm not that it makes no sense. It's just like uh, stupid line. Like, no one would say it. I mean, maybe someone would say that, but like, I don't know. Anyways, overall, not a very good movie. It's all right. No. Like, it's fine. It's it's really, like, it's whatever you want to think average is, it's average. Whatever number you assign, it's average. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it's more. Well, There's not much more, to unpack here, right? I think it, like, that's, why, that's why I'm glad we were able to throw and, it in with this other one. And compare it to, which, I think, a much more interesting biopic structure. Yeah. Which is which is which is Maestro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's interesting. I'm, I'm again, it's very... I'm happy that we were able to do this like this because I think to really to criticize Ferrari in the way we're criticizing it, you almost have to have seen something like Maestro right before it to be able to say, okay, by the way, now 100%. I see what Bradley Cooper is doing by focusing on one very specific element, and it and that's exactly what Ferrari didn't do, right? So yeah, and now's the perfect time I think too to. Much. I think now is the perfect time to talk about kind of what we're dubbing the year of the prestige biopic. Yeah. Like now I'm using the word prestige very lightly. Cause like I said, this movie's not prestigious. Ferrari's not prestigious, but I know Mike, what you mean. Michael Mann's directing it. Adam driver starring in it. It's a big movie. You know, it's not yeah. like, it's not like a lifetime straight to DVD biopic that, you know, like gets released. Like this is yeah, a major yeah. Hollywood Christmas yeah. release. Like yes. Oppenheimer, biggest movie of the year, debatably. I yeah. mean, it's pretty hard to debate anything other than Barbie is the biggest movie of the year. I would say Oppenheimer is probably the biggest movie of the year. Um, By the way, I tried to watch Barbie. You didn't um, like it because it's on H. It's on HBO now. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. Maybe I'll re- maybe I'll do the Maestro and like start oh, yeah. it again. I really but... like Barbie actually. Um, but, but anyway, that's, yeah, can... that's yeah. a different story. <laughs> Separate. Yeah, um, we'll talk about it. <laughs> the the Prestige biopic. Yeah. And then, so we had this, we had Maestro, we had Oppenheimer. I mean, I looked at a list on IMDb, you could like filter by movie type, and I filtered mm-hmm. by biography, and they include some movies that I don't think are biopics. So let's let's define our terms for a second. What what do you consider a biopic? What makes something a biopic? Um, I think any movie that is that focuses primarily on one person's on a historical yes. on one person's life. Okay, a, a, on a real person's life, obviously. Right? How true does it have to be to be called a biopic? That's it has to be. Thing. Let's say I give 10, 15% leeway, right? Okay, so is that gladi- I, no, by the way, gla- I'm just pulling. I'm, I'm just no, no, pulling no, no. This I know, I know. And I'm just going to give some examples, and you'll tell me biopic. Now, I'm going to start off yeah. things that I think are definitely not biopics. Yeah, Gladiator. Yeah. It's not a biopic. Is it a historical drama? Yes. 
Is it even a historical that, drama? Like, well, did he not exist? Was that not based? He did, on, but like everything else, or is it, is can, or like, is it like a can, is it like a main? Yeah. It's, okay, what's the other option? A it's sto- just like, like it's just like a. It's it's like a period. It's a loose it's historical just, drama. Yeah, like yeah. a loose historical. It's a drama. loose like, historical drama. Like Braveheart is, is is similar. I would say, right? I would maybe say Braveheart. Seems like Braveheart maybe more true to yes. exactly. Yeah, I agree. a little bit more okay, real. What else? Um, <laughs> Amadeus. We need pin close here for that one. I would say it's totally um, fiction. I'm pretty sure nothing in that movie is true. Besides, bi- it's, a, it's something not a biopic. It's not a biopic. But it's I don't like even a think historical it's, drama. No, I don't think so. I think everything's made up except for like the fact those two people existed. Like I don't yeah, think I, any of okay. the things that happened are true. Um, what other movies? I had some written down. Let me see if I could find that list of things that I was like, are these biopics? Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Catch me if you can. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, I guess by def by like strict letter of the law, doing air quotes. I guess it is a true biopic, right? Because, I think it's more of a historical drama, but because it focuses on well, two people. That's true, but it is mostly about Frank Abagnale, right? Yeah, because he's not he's not a significant enough historical figure that it makes you think, okay, biopic, right? Yes, like, exactly, but it's. <laughs> What about Maybe I now, let, yeah. no no? It's a, now let, let's talk about actually someone who this year made a historical drama in um, Killers of the Flower Moon, and then looking back, he does a lot of historical dramas we, or, or biopics. Scorsese has done this movie, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. He's done Casino, it, which Casino is based on yeah, like real stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Goodfellas also based on real stuff. Mm-hmm. Raging Bull is like a biopic. That's a biopic. That's a biopic. Yeah. Um. He made that movie about like the Dalai Lama. It's called um oh, God. one with Ben Kingsley? No, no, that's Gandhi. That's a different movie. That's Gandhi, yes, yeah. yeah. Scorsese Dalai Lama movie. I never had heard of this movie. It's called Kundun. It's 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 a, it's just a movie made by Martin Scorsese that no one ever talks about. Like, okay, I've never heard of it. Like people who are very into Martin Scorsese movies. It's that's like a biopic about about the, oh i have heard of this actually i haven't yeah. seen it but i've heard of it yeah. so like he makes a lot of them um i think killers of the flower moon is definitely not a biopic it is a historical drama although i i guess it's more interest some movies i think are improved by being based off real stories because something like i said before you won't some things are so crazy you wouldn't believe it otherwise yeah let me add so, another ver- let me add another variable here that i think makes a biopic right yeah um, and I'll and I'll use the Ferrari Maestro discussion as mm-hmm. a way to clarify that. I think I think to be a true biopic, you have to sort of span decades, right? Um, because then you're getting biographical, right? So Maestro spans decades, right? It goes basically from his twenties up until his death, right? Ferrari doesn't do that. It takes place over what two weeks, a month, less? I don't even know. How long does it take place over for a month? I don't know. It's not. Yeah, long. it captures like a snap, like a nothing snapshot of his life, right? So, like, definitely Maestro, I'd say, is a truer biopic than Ferrari is. But I would say that because Maestro doesn't really, doesn't really tell, doesn't really give you the biographical layout of Leonard Bernstein's life, then it kind of deviates from. I also, you know, you should, you know, I also know. think that Leonard, like I said before, you could make that movie about like, you could make that movie about. John Doe, and it's just as good, basically. That's the Leonard true. Bernstein movie. Ferrari, yeah. you can't do that. Ferrari, like, it would not work unless it was about Ferrari. 
in my opinion. Yeah. It would have zero appeal. It would have zero it's appeal. It's still, right, I would say, even though you're right, it still doesn't make it an interesting story, which, whatever. Anyway, but, yeah, so. So, okay. That's so, another, yeah. So I think we've got an idea of kind of like what a bio, what we think a biopic yeah. is, and, you know, the difference between historical drama. I think sometimes people will use one versus the other. Like, I think Oppenheimer is a biopic. Oppenheimer's a biopic. Okay. Oppenheimer's a biopic. I mean, yes. I, I don't know why. Like, I have this block of, like, well, it doesn't talk about his childhood at all. So is it a biopic? But it starts, is, like, like, in his teenage stupid. years. Yeah, it doesn't even start it? in his childhood. It starts, right, like, when yeah. he's, like, in college. Like, that's when it starts. Right. Yeah, okay. Biopic. Oppenheimer's and that's biopic. another example of a movie that I think does something much more interesting than a normal biopic due to its, like, structure and things like that. And I think we talked about Oscar bait and biopics. I think part of why biopics are a popular in audiences and be popular to make is that first of all audiences like things that are like that they know i was just talking to my friend last night this is very anecdotal but mm. i said do you like movies that are based on the person i saw the movie with i'm like do you like movies based on real things and he said he prefers movies based on real things because like he could that he knows they actually happened and he can like read about them afterwards he finds this much more interesting than like other than other types of movies um, i would say i'm yeah okay good yeah what, what's your I, like i said that? i I don't know if I have like a set steadfast rule because I'm thinking about movies mm-hmm. I liked a lot and a lot yeah. of them are like based in real things, but movies that like a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody, that's really just like a straight up like biopic historical drama. That's like yeah. so bland. Like I don't like that movie at all. Like, yeah, I, like well, that movie to me is like the anti-art, you know, like it's so like, that's so like with you. Oscar, bait, I, you know, I, I agree with you. And I would say for me, I'm I appreciate I way I appreciate original works way more than I appreciate things that are based on true stories. I find it impressive when a when a writer is able to conjure up a story out of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And turn that into a good movie. To me that's a way more impressive artistic feat than um than I agree. Talk, than than just basically working off a source material that already exists. I agree right? also because like I said before if you find an interesting story, yeah, and and it's 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 a crazy story, but it's interesting. Yeah, you get so much more. Um, what's the word like? Um, in storytelling, when something you don't believe, but like the audience buys into it anyways. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, suspension of disbelief. Like yeah. that's like to a different level because there's nothing to disbelieve. It actually happened, at least to some degree, yeah. right? So that gives you a lot more leeway to do things yeah. that like could come across as cheesy or dumb yeah. or like yeah. or contrived. While if you're yeah, writing sure. something, you have way less leeway. I'm gonna give an example of a movie I just watched that I actually liked. It's a historical drama, and I think it's I think it's a prestige historical drama. It's a really well made, like good. I liked it a lot. The Iron Claw. Have you heard of this movie? I've heard of it, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, good movie. I, don't know I if also I will see it. I theaters. recommend I recommend people you should watch it. You don't need to necessarily see it in theaters, but I liked seeing it in theaters. I would also recommend not knowing anything about the movie going in because I knew nothing about I the historical nothing. events. I, I know Zach Efron's in it. That's it. That's fine. I'm saying like what the movie's about. And things happen in the movie that I would have been like, man, this is like like there's no way that this is what happened. Like this is like so heavy-handed. But in reality, like it actually happened. So I was able to like not criticize the movie in that way. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Maybe I should maybe I should see it. I think it's worth seeing. I liked it, but I actually think it's like really well made. It's not perfect. I don't like saying it's not perfect because I never think any movie is yeah. perfect. But like, it has clear there's, things I don't like. 
very few perfect movies. There are some, but very I don't, few. I don't even like I, I, the idea of a perfect movie. Like when people say a movie's perfect, it actually bothers me. So I don't like. I always find myself saying, "Oh, it's um, this movie's flawed." It's like obviously it's flawed. Everything is flawed. But, yeah. but my point being is, I have very clear things that I didn't really necessarily like so much. But overall, I have a very positive and Im- like impression of the movie. Anyways, the point being that like that movie really is able to get away with what it gets away with because it's based on a real thing. While right. other stories, like if they did the same thing, but it was just written by an author, a writer, a screenwriter, you would have been like, oh man, this is so, this is just like tragedy right. porn, you know? Like You have to be more strategic. If, yeah. Yes. So I, I think that's a big part. And I think actors and, and filmmakers and writers like doing biopics for a couple of reasons. First of all, um, the idea of intellectual property, like in terms of yeah. – um, like a person's life is public domain now if you're pulling from a specific book you might need rights but if you're just pulling yeah. from someone's life anyone could just write that so that's and people like movies that they like have an attachment to things right whether it be franchises characters products yeah. now we see a lot of product-based movies i haven't even mentioned that in our discussion but this year was like the year of like i called it like the proto picture where it's just a movie about like a product right there's the beat Babies than... movie there was tetris oh right there was air right, yeah. there was the flaming hot cheetos was air this year wow. yes um so that's an example of a bunch of like Barbie. those type of movies barbie's no i don't count barbie in it because barbie's not really about the product it uses the product but it's not about the product it's much different if that makes sense i haven't seen it so i i, I can't I like, the movie is literally it, but... about Barbies, but it's not about, like, the creation of Barbie. Right, okay, fair enough. I so see what it's you're like, saying. And that movie, I personally think, stylistically does interesting things. It's not just, like, retelling the movie. Um, anyways, so... What about Napoleon? Did you see Napoleon? I didn't see Napoleon. I, I, that's somewhere probably between a biopic and a historical drama. Right, so I didn't see it either, by the way. And so that's another big, like, that was supposed to be a big movie. Like, there's lots of these movies. And I think we've kind of, now in the year where, like, Marvel's kind of gone downhill a little bit, it's interesting to see these other movies. I know you're praying. I like Marvel movies. Yeah. I, I wish they were good. They're, they haven't been good. I'm able to admit that. It doesn't bother me when, like, good Marvel movies come Bad. out. It's annoying that they don't make as many of like the smaller interesting movies that we talk about, you know, like before, before this Ferrari movie, we were texting each other. Um, I was texting mm-hmm. you and I said, they played a Vim vendors trailer. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I was, the, we, I said, I was the Leo um, once upon a time in Hollywood me where I'm like, Oh my God, it's, it's Vim vendors. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. And like, I saw that and I'm like, this is a movie that'll play on like five screens. Yeah. But it looks super charming. Like but I'll see it. I'll see it. I'm gonna it make an effort to see it because now we're we're I'm a I'm a Vim vendor stand. But yeah. Um, the point being, we'll like that, skin of the game. Yeah, that movie, Let's like see Paris, Texas review. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> that that movie, like, not that that movie ever would have been on a million screens. Like Paris, Texas wasn't a big hit. But like nowadays, it's like if your right. movie is not going to be like a hundred million dollar movie, like. It's very hard to get wide release. It just is. And unfortunately, I blame sort of the Marvel phenomenon. Not, not I, fully, I think it but that's part real of well it, beforehand. right? I think, it did. I think it did. Spi- but it, but think, that expedited it. I think right? X-Men and Spider-Man in the early 2000s are really to blame. But, well, there's a couple of things. First of all, streaming, right? So, sure. Uh, like, that's a big part of it, too. But there were still smaller drama pure drama original content now, but movies I think getting made and getting wide release like you know funny like an example i think of is um this is going to be super random do you remember the movie ghost town with ricky gervais yes yeah tay leone so yeah. i remember seeing that movie. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I remember seeing that movie in theaters when it came out i guess it was like 2006 
seven, right? Something like that. And the theater was packed. Okay. The theater was packed. You know, you would never get that now for a movie like that, right? Because there was this general, there was this idea that if I don't see this movie in theaters, I don't know when I'm going to see it, right? Like, yes. You don't have that now. There's no FOMO with movies, which is sad, right? Because, like, and, and, and I and see like, with myself, right? Like, with Boy in the Heron, like, I really want to see it. And I kept on saying, I'm going to see it, I'm going to see it, I'm going to see go it. Go see it. Go see it in theaters. I still haven't seen it. It's still go playing. see it in theaters, see it. though. Make sure I'm gonna see it this weekend. I'm gonna you see have it to see it in theaters. You have to see that in theaters. I, <laughs> you think, I think so. Yeah. I, I think okay, that fine. it really. So I'll do it. I'm a big, like, I think the theater just is always a better experience, even if it's empty. I, I even I, I, I agree. Like, no, it I, prefer, just... I prefer it. I agree. Like, I, okay, I'll make a point of seeing it this weekend. Now that you I say think that, that's a movie, especially because it might be Miyazaki's last movie. Like, I yeah, think you I should, should go. I feel like that's one like you'll you'll regret not seeing it, even if You're regardless probably. of what you think of the movie, regardless of if we do an episode on it, even because at this point yeah. we might not. But like. I, I think that's one you should that like if if you're looking at movies to see over the weekend in theaters, I would prioritize that one. Okay, all right, all right. So I'm going to do that. But either way, but anyway, my point about Ghost Town is it was packed. that was just a class. It was packed. It was just a simple. I'm sure the budget was not that big. Just a comedy drama. You know, it was probably le- under two hours. Like not some epic. And the theater with the showroom was packed. The theater was packed for a movie like that, and you, you would not get that today. No. You I think yeah. it's hard to get people out to the movies because, like you said, streaming. And yeah, also people like there's, the, there's no there's no people urgency. are interested in movies that they have some sort of connection to, right? So like they have it, a connection fair, to right? uh, yeah. It's fair. To me, it's like I understand not everyone's like me. I was looking at how many like 2023 releases I saw yeah. this year. I saw like a lot of movies that came out this yeah, year. Yeah. Like yeah. I go to the movies a lot. I like movies. Yeah. I'm willing to watch a movie like that. I don't know much about, you know, like I, in fact, I'm, there's a bunch of movies I'm too. disappointed I didn't see yet in theaters. Like I, I wish I saw the yeah. holdovers in theaters. I'm really excited to watch that Same. actually now. Like I'm more yeah. excited than I was two weeks ago because everyone's like hyping the it up. The holdovers is a good example it's of the ghost town thing where I bet you, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that kind of movie would be crowded, especially on an opening weekend, right? There'd be a yeah. lot of people in the theater for a couple weeks after that came out. Now I, I look. I mean, it's possible that there was some. Show, it's already on streaming. It's already on streaming oh, for twenty. You could rent it for twenty dollars. It's already available. So it's like see, for that. Yeah, I guess it's not playing anywhere. It's not playing anymore. We'll but like, right. my point being that like, if you're someone who doesn't care so much about movies, to see it in the theaters, yeah. and you're with five friends at your house, I you guess. split it. You know, like I don't see, know. Like that's like that's sad to me. But then I, I guess so, like, what's it? Like, is that sad? I guess it's not because people used to do that with Blockbuster, and I wouldn't say that's sad, right? But Blockbuster would be years after the movie came out, or like a year after the movie came out. No, right, like, right, that's true. You weren't getting that movie a month later. No, I right. yeah, like I understand the appeal of watching movies at home. Like, don't get me wrong, I understand the appeal of it, and I do it. And all sometimes the time, it makes the movie better. But... Sometimes it's like, oh, this was just a streaming movie. Like I just throw it on. But like any movie yeah. that like I'm excited for. If you could tell me I'll magically be in a theater to watch it, I'm taking that option. There are other 100%. there are other 100%. variables, but like hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. it's not even close. It's not even close. I agree. So and uh I was gonna you made another point. What did you say? Um I forget it'll come back to me. I think I think also what I was saying before about like why buy a, I think actors like we talked about like the Oh that's yeah, that's like actors like to yeah. star in biopics because they're flashy performances. You get to right. transform yourself. Then we're talking about the Oscar bait thing. Like, you know, yeah. Jamie Foxx won an Oscar for playing Ray Charles, right? Big right. showy performance. 
um, Muhammad Ali. Maybe Ray was kind of like the, the turning point for biopics where it became like this this overdone too like because it is overdone i think it is. right i, I, mean, I, I think it, now like, people have kind of at least transformed it to make it like the movies are a little bit more interesting and there are good biopics like i'll, I'll yeah. walk the line this is a standard biopic have you ever seen walk the line i have yeah standard biopic so, but it's good like it's a good movie yeah i like a lot of biopics but a lot of them i don't like, like have you, you ever seen Bohemian the steve Rhapsody. jobs one bohemian rhapsody is trash i don't like which 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 steve jobs one the good one with fastbender not all of it. That's with so, Scarlett Johansson also. Not Scarlett Johansson, with Kate Winslet. Isn't that also? Maybe. I don't know. It's it's directed by or written by Sorkin, whatever. That's, yeah, I haven't seen the that's a good one. Like, and that's an, like it's, it's structured kind of interesting. It's over like four different release days of products, whatever. So that's right. like, interesting. Like, but it's not like so crazy. Like, it's not, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Social network, I, mean, I don't consider really. It's not a biopic. It's I don't, not a bio, That's not. It's not bio. even really a historical drama yeah. because, like, yeah. it's very fictionalized. But parts of it are. Yeah. Even if, if it is, I love that theory. Movie. In theory, it is. But you're yeah. right. So Look, I mean, what I've I wouldn't have seen Ferrari. You're right about the connection to if if I wasn't if I didn't like you know Formula One. If I didn't again, this movie doesn't have anything to do with Formula One. But if I didn't like Formula One or if I didn't like you know motorsport, I wouldn't have seen it. If this movie was right? called. Vitavici and it was about a fictional person you also wouldn't watch it right definitely not. maybe it would because i like because i like racing so maybe i would but maybe. it's yeah i see your point <laughs> so like i understand why they do it and like yeah, yeah i i do think sometimes it becomes like the bane of creativity where people are like let me just because now but hollywood likes to make these movies and it's yeah. like because they make people money, like to, they win awards people if you're like a screenwriter as your job, right? Either yeah. you're doing things for hire yeah. or you want you want to do things to sell. Yeah. Right? And both of those are going to be like, you know, movies like Ferrari. You find a book or a or a, a, a person that's interesting. I, I think wonder now, if biopics I wonder if they're mostly commission works, right? By like if the, the family or by uh, not by the no, family. I don't think if, so. a, if, if a production company purchases the source work or whatever, then hires a I don't think so. I, I feel like a lot of times it's like like a guy like you know Martin Scorsese reads a book and he's like, wow, this is so interesting. I have to make like a movie about it. Scorsese is a little different. Does Scorsese write his movies. I should know this, but I, did he write Killers of the Flower Moon? I don't think so. He might get credits on them. Did he but, write Wolf of Wall Street? I don't think uh, he writes. Right. Let me. I'm, see. Not, I'm not disparaging. Him. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, 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 I tend to think that you are right, but he might. He does have a writing credit on it, on. but I don't. I don't think he's necessarily a writer. You know, I mean, he gets uh-huh. a writing credit. Like, he's not right. Martin, I mean, Steven Spielberg like gets Tarantino. writing credits on his movies too. Tarantino's Tarantino a writer. A no, writer. That's different. Yeah, Tarantino for the most part writes his movies so. See, long. that's why I like Tarantino a lot because because I like that he's able to do both things so well. So right? he actually he directs um, really well and he writes really well. He wants flamed uh flame. I mean, I don't know flame. He hates but... biopics. No, yeah. but he also flamed um David Fincher, who David Fincher does not have I don't think he has any writing credits on his movies or, or none of or nearly none of them and he was just like, right. "Listen, David Fincher's a great filmmaker, but the difference is that I write and film." You know, like I'm doing both. It's valid. It's, it's valid. valid. That being said, <laughs> people who work with David Fincher basically say like any like interesting idea that ends up being in the movie is like his idea like he makes like he okay, be like whether that's true or not i don't know but it's, it's more than he's just again, setting up the filmmaking he's making other decisions he, as well 
but yeah, but to pull it's a totally story different out of thing. thin air is is a much more is the most impressive thing. It's also maybe I'm biased because I like I like to write in general, not necessarily write fiction, but I just find creativity. Yeah, that's how I that's how I define to me. That's the pinnacle of creativity is literally creating something that didn't exist before. I agree right? with. I mean, not I to agree. say that be, not to say that directing isn't a creative pursuit or acting isn't a creative pursuit. It is right, but to me, the I, pinnacle of creativity is creating something out of thin air. I think so it's that's about. What, I think it's about finding. Sorry to cut you off, but I think it's about finding yourself in the material, kind of. So, like a director will read it if a director is presented with the screenplay, right? And they're not just yeah. doing it for money and this and that. Like they're, they're, I'm taking them at their value. They're like, oh, this is a story that speaks to me. Yeah. And then they have a certain vision. Now, I don't know if all screenwriters are thinking about their movie in like a directorial way. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sure they're not. I'm sure most I think are some not. are, some aren't. I think so, like, you know, it depends. Well, you, you hear a lot about writers saying, yeah, well, when I wrote this character, I had, you know, whoever. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah. also more like, when I write, I'm seeing something in my mind, right? If I was to pass that off to a different director, they would make what they see in their mind when yes. they read my script, right? Well, I think that's, that's probably different. part of the pain. That's a pain of being a screenwriter is that you have to be willing, especially when you're in, when you're starting your career, I'm sure. Yeah, you I have know. to be willing to relinquish control. You're giving over the source material. You're getting paid for it, and that's it. You're giving it over to someone who's going to interpret it in a different way than you wrote it, right? And screen <clears throat> Excuse me. And screenwriters talk about it a lot, actually how in movies they're kind of like an afterthought like it's always about the director 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 the director gets all the credit the director makes all the decisions etc yeah. etc et in tv it's the exact opposite the showrunner is the head writer yeah. and directors right. are just like guns for hire you know like on random episodes like the director shows, is at the whim and the shows require much more i guess wrong well shows tend to be written by groups of writers well they have whereas they have a yeah. head writer who's the showrunner who like Okay, but, making but all, that like, doesn't make decisions. The showrunner is but, the director. But, but, but of the when show, Michael, let's let's talk. Let's take Michael Mann as an example because we were talking about him now. Like Michael yeah. Mann wrote Heat, right, based on a story that he wrote. Okay, that was him, right? Yeah. Whereas when I think about TV, I'm like, okay, it's teams of writers. I understand there's a head writer, but there's teams of writers crafting the story together, which is less impressive to me on an individual level. Right? Oh, okay. If we're talking impressiveness, sure. Yeah. But I'm just talking about in terms of how like the functionality. And that's why a lot of writers now appreciate doing television more than they appreciate doing movies because they feel like they're in more control of their work you know like jesse armstrong who wrote succession really because like, to me it seems like it's, it would be the opposite no because, because you're if you're in... if you're the showrunner you make all the decisions i'm not talking about like being in a writer's room i'm talking about being the showrunner yeah. if you bring a script to a tv network and they take your script yeah. and you're the showrunner you make all the decisions okay like then you're you, a direct like then you're a director. No, right? you're not doing you're the cam you're not doing the camera yeah, stuff. I guess. You have I guess. Yeah. but you are telling the director, hey, this is what it's supposed to feel like. This is the decision. Can't like, the director overrule you? The director has no, the final say. No, no, no not no? on TV. I'm the showrunner. Uh -huh. uh, the okay. showrunner or, or maybe producers, depending on like what type of showrunner you are, but like Vince Gilligan yeah. on yeah, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad, he had all he's the decision maker. Um anyways. What a genius that guy is. <laughs> I was watching some Breaking Bad on the, my, one of my plane rides. It's a good show. He is like, and to do it back to back with Better Call Saul, like to just he might have done create... it better the second time. I'm, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not opposed to that idea, but like, I do think just Better Call, yeah, ten seasons or whatever, eleven seasons, ten seasons of just consistently good television is like. I like that show a lot. <laughs> I wish people would. It's funny you use the G word, the genius word. I do sometimes feel like people. 
Like that, his shows are a little bit sillier than people want to admit. Like they're a little bit more ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like every character is Sherlock Holmes, especially in Better Call Saul. Every character is like sniffs out any sort of like malfeasance and like these yeah, crazy plans. Well, yes and yes and no, right? I mean, think about how long it took. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling Breaking. Should I not say it? I don't want to say something about Breaking Bad, but I don't want to spoil. Think about how long it took for that to come to a head. Yes, right? I yeah, but I'm saying like other characters like would like randomly just figure things out or they do these ridiculous plans. I'm not saying that as a, like as a bad thing. I'm just saying like it's interesting to hear people talk about it and like the way I feel about it. I don't know. It's I do like. I don't throw genius around lightly, by the way. I I I will say I like that show. I like Breaking Bad better the second time. I watched it. I've rewatched it twice. I've watched it twice, and I I don't. And by the way, I only watched it pretty recently. Like I only saw it for the first time a few years ago. I wasn't watching it when it was coming right. out, and it took me a while to get around to it. But it's funny we were having a debate. I was having a debate with my family over the weekend, like Sopranos versus Breaking Bad. What's better? I don't know why those two <laughs> shows were. So we were kind of talking about what's more realistic, and I was I don't know because I mean I think, what you're I about. think Sopranos is probably more realistic, but is it though? Like it's probably. also. I mean, you know, what's it called? It's pretty crazy. Breaking Bad. Not to make maybe we need to do an off-screen on TV episode because I know we're coming up against your hard stop, and we've honestly went. This is a very long episode. This is gonna be our longest episode by far. So, (laughs) so I guess our discussion is that we kind of sometimes like biopics. Sometimes they're the bane of creativity. Sometimes they can be good. I guess that's always good. Things are good. Bad things are bad. Yeah, exactly. We had a good example of a good biopic, and the other of kind of. I'm going to be a little harsh, but a little bit of a hacky biopic. It's a little bit yep. hacky. Ferrari's a little, a little bit hacky. Um, and I love Michael Mann, so it hurts me to say that. Because I love Heat and I love Collateral. Collateral's um, great. This just didn't have any weekend. of the style or atmosphere. It didn't. It didn't. That's why I kind of don't feel bad saying it. Because I'm saying, where is the Michael Mann in this? Other than the name on the credits, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't but, know. It, didn't, it didn't feel like a movie of his. Anyways. We love you, Michael. We don't mean it. Come on. I don't mean it. Come on the podcast yeah, defend on. your movie. Yeah. Come on the show, please. Don't take this personally. <laughs> so, um, I guess with that, we're gonna wrap up a very long, not even intentionally, but very long yeah, just good episode discussion. off screen on film. Um, next time, maybe Men in Black. I mean, I saw the movie already, yeah. so I'm ready to do it whenever. So we'll see what alone is feeling. Maybe something else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's next on my list to, to sit down and watch. So, okay, yeah. so probably next week will be yeah. Men in Black at some point. Yeah. Um other than that, happy New Year's, I guess. I don't know if we'll talk again. We'll yeah. talk, but we won't record before New Year's. So happy New Year's to our listeners. Maybe we will, but yeah. Happy. Rate, like, sub- <laughs> rate, like yeah. subscribe. Yeah. Engage on Twitter. We're going to put some – last time I put a poll, if anyone's still listening to the end of this episode, but we put polls like on Spotify. I'm going to do some of that stuff also. So there's a place on Spotify for people to interact and answer questions or ask us questions. Um, anyways. If we got nothing else, I'm Yisrael, joined by Alone. This was off screen on film. Till next time. Bye-bye.